Welcome back to the Bearded Barbell Podcast. This is the place to go for easy, actionable nutrition and exercise advice. Welcome to episode nine. Sitting in this chair here is Coach Tony. Across the table from me is Coach Willie. How are you doing this week, man? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Coach? I am doing pretty great. What's new and exciting in your world? You know, and just actually um, putting the axe to the grinder this week, just really trying to work and uh, get everything set. I'm going to be heading out of town, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, be heading out for a week. So, um, re- you know what that's about, just kind of getting my ducks in a row right now, just getting everything set for that week, just kind of uh, in my weights. Um, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on what we call a deload, you know, if people don't uh, out there don't know. If you lift weights and you like to strength train like and you really like to lift heavy and all that it's always suggested when your body starts telling you when you're when you know when you're starting to feel more fatigued can't lift as much as you usually lift it's usually a be- uh, best time to start pulling back so that's kind of what i've been doing in the gym lately um i've gone to about 60 percent of what i usually lift and just kind of more or less working my motor function skills in that um, general sense so it's kind of been a good week i kind of like the, these weeks you know it's um nice little break yeah you get to the gym you have fun you get to chat you know there's not too much um you know stress i don't want to say i stress myself out with my exercises but i do expect a lot out of myself with what i train for so um you know it's always fun to just kick back and uh, enjoy what you do yeah and i think that's something that is not talked about often enough and definitely not done often enough mm-hmm. which is just the idea of a deload, just taking a week of scaling back, mm-hmm. letting the body and the mind recover mm-hmm. even better than they were before. And then, you know, most of the time when we do that deload, if we do it right, we go back when we start to ramp the intensity back up and all of a sudden we're strong. Well, quote unquote, all of a sudden we're stronger again. Mm-hmm. We're stronger because we let the body recover mm-hmm. more completely. So now it's fresher and ready to go again. Definitely. I don't think we take recovery into into consideration nearly. Um, I know you always talk about um, not having to train to getting sore and the absolute exhaustion. And um, that's 100% correct. Your body needs to respond. It needs to adapt. And if you don't allow it to do that, if you if you just constantly have it tired and beat up, then what's the point of what you're doing? Yeah, you know, working out and all of that is the signal that we send to the body. Like we're trying to get it to do something. We're trying to get it to get stronger. We're trying to get it to build muscle, anything like that. None of the actual outcomes that we want, which is getting stronger or building muscle happens in the gym. Mm -hmm. The gym is basically just there to tell the body what we want. Mm -hmm. The response from the body happens in all the hours that we spend away from the gym. So it happens mostly when we're asleep Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it happens if we also provide the right nutrition to it and we are recovering well we're managing stress all sorts of things like that that's where the magic actually happens mm-hmm. oh and, and i i don't think that um like yeah honestly we say that we said that but it's not talked about like rest is essential especially um i think for sustainability it allows you like you said it allows your mind to rest your body to rest everything to catch up you get to re reestablish your goals reestablish why you're doing what you're doing and and then uh, go back, like you said, stronger. And it's not necessarily you're going to be lifting 100 pounds more, but you're going to be hitting it with more intent and more rested body. Um, man, us, us strength coaches over here talking and dodging, we could go all day. But uh, let's hear about your week, coach. Oh, my week's been pretty good. You know, on Saturday, I made, I started a new hobby. So I started racing motorcycles on a, on a track out here, oh, out wow. by the edge of town. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun. It was it, it actually made me think about, believe it or not, 
strength training and nutrition mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because it was my first time on the track. It was my first time on this new bike that I got. And there were some things about the bike that are very different from the way motorcycles traditionally work. One example is the shifting goes the opposite direction. So on a typical motorcycle, you shift up by reaching under the shift lever mm-hmm. and then kicking it up. Mm-hmm. On this bike, it's basically reversed. So when you want to shift up, you actually push down on the lever. Oh, okay. And it's done that way to be easier to do when you're under race conditions. So you don't have to worry about like fishing your foot under the lever. You just push it and just go, push it and go, push down, and yeah. go, which is nice once you get used to it. When you're trying to learn it, it's uh, it's total just mind. Your mind goes like, what in the hell are you trying to get me to do? You know? I can imagine that's a lot like when you're driving a standard and you it, go back to driving an automatic yeah. and you like your foot's like looking for And you got to push the clutch pedal when you yeah. start the car. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the first session I was out there, I felt super uneasy. I felt like I had no idea what I was doing. And, you know, it's a new track, so I'm trying to make sure not to drop this bike on the, on the pavement. And I'm trying to learn the shifting. I'm trying to learn how much power this bike has. I'm trying to learn how it turns. I'm trying to learn everything. So... It almost felt a little overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing that people can relate to when they're starting out on something that they have no idea what they're doing. So nutrition, strength training, anything like that. There's all this information out here, all these things that we get laid out with. We don't know what we're doing with any of it. And then as the day went on and I decided to keep going and keep pushing, I got more comfortable with it. And towards the end of the day, obviously I wasn't at the point where I was you know, maxing out the bike's capabilities or, or my skill or anything, but I was way more comfortable by the end. Mm-hmm. And I was able to think less about the shifting, think less about how the bike handled because I've been, I've exposed myself to it throughout the day. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I got more comfortable and I was able to start pushing speed a little bit more. Now, obviously again, I wasn't setting any lap records or track records. Or I wasn't, you know, <laughs> doing anything crazy like that, but I made some pretty good progress. And then, of course, I came back and I rode my street bike and the shifting is back the way that it was. So that threw me through a loop a little bit there. So now I have to teach myself when I'm on this bike, the shifter works this way. When I'm on this bike, the shifter works the other way. So uh, but, yeah, I think that speaks in a way to the idea of starting a journey, the -hmm. idea of learning and overall perseverance and actually just saying, cool, this is what I want to do. I know that if I just keep practicing, eventually I'll get better. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't stop trying. Like if I stopped after that first session and just said, you know what, this isn't for me, then that's where my skill stops. I'd never get better. I'd never get more comfortable with the bike. But because I got back on, literally got back on the horse and kept trying and kept trying and kept trying, I got more used to it and more comfortable with it. And I think that works the same way with strength training, right? Like if you take a deadlift, for example, or a squat or any exercise, when you are doing it for the first time, it feels awkward. You're not sure if you're doing it right. You're not sure if feeling it in this particular spot of your body is correct or if it's wrong or if you're about to hurt yourself. But if you have somebody in your corner that's helping you out and giving you pointers along the way, and most importantly, you don't stop, you keep going, eventually you get more comfortable, more comfortable. And you know, you're not gonna set a strength record by the end of your first day, but at the end of your first month, but you'll get more comfortable. And then you can start building more strength and get more, more proficiency within that exercise, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was cool. That was that was Saturday. Sunday I was out there. All the pros were out there racing, so I was just working on a on a one of the corners there to make sure if anybody crashed, which luckily nobody did, but we were there to help them as quickly as possible. Mm. Other than that, it was a pretty calm week, really. 
Nothing, nothing <laughs> extraordinary outside of that. <laughs> motorcycle race. Yeah, you know, it was a calm week. I was just motorcycle racing, <laughs> yeah, guys. It's you know, fine. It's just normal. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good week. Uh, Man, you know, today's a big day, with Coach. Oh, it is a big day. Um, if you if you haven't been following, again, you know, we record these on Thursdays. This week is no exception. Today is, Mar- today is May 19th. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if you are a Taco Bell fan, you already know what we're about to talk about. But oh, the, the Mexican pizzas have returned to the menu. They have made their triumphant return. I mean, I am I am a fan of this. Um, I'm, I've never really liked uh, a fast food item as much as I like this one. It's, it's actually pretty tasty and everything. I, you know, Coach, I've been posting about this. I actually sent you the picture. I, I texted you the picture of, uh, its, tri- of its t- return. Um, it's the 19th. I didn't believe it. I thought it was it was going to be an internet joke. And then here we are. Um, it happened. I saw some people posting uh, some of their, uh, their their pizzas up. And uh, I haven't had mine yet. I'm, uh, I'm biding my time. It's I'm, not... I'm a little surprised you didn't just walk in with one. Yeah, no, no. I was like, so my, my intent was to go get two. And I was gonna come and it, like I was gonna come here. I was gonna be eating one while you set while we do the setup. And I mean, if you wanted the other one, I may could have may, maybe shared. But so so then when I started thinking like that, I was like, okay, you know what? Let, let's play it civilized. You know, well, whenever whenever it comes time, the right time will be then, and then you'll get your Mexican pizza. So, but yeah, guys, happy uh, return of the Mexican pizza. And might I add on a little note, not to not to dim its light a little bit, but it also is Fifty Cent Corn Dog Day at Sonic. So, coach, you just got all the you just got all the deals. In the back, in your back oh, pocket, don't th- you? This is marketing at its finest, man. They they really put it in your head. It's like I know that more than what I'm gonna do next uh, after this podcast here. Well, you know, it's the return of the Mexican pizza. You mentioned fifty cent corn dogs. I think that's a great segue into our topic for this week. Mm-hmm. So this week we're gonna be talking about dining out. You know, that's really the most common thing that most people do. Restaurants are a plenty in the US and in lots of other parts of the world. So, it's one thing to show people and explain to people how to stay healthy when we're at home and we have the ability to cook and control our own food and and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. It's another thing entirely to talk about how to stay on track and how to stay healthy when we're dining out, which is something that's super common. It's ingrained throughout our society like a very Mm -hmm. common thing is let's go you know a bunch of people from work are going to go out and grab lunch together at a restaurant so they can go somewhere eat be back within an hour or whatever Mm -hmm. their lunch break is or people go out after work at the end of the week they'll go out and they'll grab dinner you know it's may so it's the end of the school year so lots of people are not going to graduations after you go to graduations you're usually going to go either to someone's house for a type of reception or you go into a restaurant as a group to go eat there so and you know this doesn't necessarily just connect to this part of the year because you know we dine out any time of the year as long as restaurants are open there will be people to go dine in them so i thought we would take some time this week and talk about how to dine out stay on track so that you don't feel like you have to tell the people that you love in your life hey i'm on a diet can't go out to eat most definitely. And the last thing you want is your diet to feel like a, uh, a burden. You don't want to feel like you're, you know, um, you're punishing yourself like, oh, no, you can't have that. You you most definitely can have that. I think um, when I was de- definitely losing a lot of my weight, um, people would 
you know, bring around a slice of pizza and they'd apologize while they're eating. Oh, sorry. Or they taunt me with it and they'd apologize. And I thought, I tell them, well, this is my own decision. This is me owning my own decision. And, um, and so it, it kind of dawned on me in that sense too. Like I can, I can de- most definitely have it. It's not the fact that you can't have it. Um, I like, I like eating out. I personally don't eat out as much as the average person, uh, working, coming from a, um, an office like, um, setting, uh, and just a general, like, you know, workplace, like you mentioned, uh, coworkers, uh, even friends and family, they'll, they'll be like, I guarantee out of like maybe 10, maybe out of 10 listeners, I think six right now are going to be asked the question today by noon, what's for lunch? Oh yeah. And, and most definitely I'm going to guarantee there's, if there's an employee break room, there's going to be a refrigerator filled with maybe two to three lunches out of a staff of 15 to 20 people. Right. And I think the most common question is going to be asked is what's for lunch today? What are you going to go get for lunch? We have to, if you drive by, um, a fast food joint, um, around noon, and this is around where I live. And I assume it's every major city, every smaller city with fast food, uh, chains in them. You're going to see some long lines. Now I'm not trying to, not trying to make this look bad. I'm not trying to talk down about this. I'm just saying as an American society, we're, we're kind of really lucky, lucky. And we should look at this in a grateful sense that, we do have this option. We can go eat Chinese, uh, Mexican, burgers, sandwiches, um, Italian. At any given point, it's right there ready for us. Pizza. I mean, it's it's ready and it's prepared for us. Um, so us, you know, we're, we're really, really fortunate to have these abilities. And it, it's almost torturous to... to because like I said, you know, you heard me opening up with the media. I knew these things just from media. The, the marketing is real. Like these people have you wanting it. It make you feel like you need to go and have it. And you don't need to have it, but it's, you know, it's good to have it. You're still living life. You're still, um, life is still happening while you're on this diet. And I think that that's what coach and I, I want to point out is, you know, these restaurants aren't bad. We, we, we want to get in your head that there's not bad food out there there's just you know good and bad choices pertaining to what you're trying to do um i think a lot of times we base this around weight loss or um and that's just because it's easier to to um to go off of but uh yeah it's just easier to paint that picture because it's you know it's it's something that's most easy to picture yeah and so i think that this is a great way to um really just understand uh, right here, I just wanted to start off before we start going over tips or anything. I really want to just get into people's heads. Um, the reasons I got two, I got the reasons to eat out and the reasons not to eat out. So my reasons uh, to I think eat it's a out. great place to start for yeah. sure. Yeah. So the reasons to eat out, you want to. That that's it. That's it. You want yeah. to. You want to. That that's the, the the key word is you, and want. I mean, there's I guess that's two keywords. But the reasons not to, and this is coming from a person who was on a weight loss journey. And I, again, I said, we always base it off of a weight loss um, just because it's an easy picture to paint. Going off that, I noticed that a lot of people would try to sabotage my, my diet, would try to sabotage my nutrition by saying, oh, come on, it's just one. Oh, come on. Well, if you have 10 people coming to you saying, oh, come on, it's just one. Oh, come on, it's just one taco. Oh, come on, it's just one piece of cake. Oh, come. Then that's like, you know, uh, lot of extra calories that I just uh, 
um, gave into that I didn't want. I mean, of course I wanted them. Of course I want a piece of cake. Of course I want a cookie. But it wasn't my choice initially. Now, I mean, yeah, there's spur spur the moments where you go out um, to to dine and with families and friends and such. We're getting to that, but I just want you to understand um, that the conscious thought to go through. You're not falling in. Um, to these marketing schemes like you feel you need to get it like because it's a limited time offer uh it's a new place in town you got to try it everyone they hear the co-worker told you hey me and my wife went out here um last friday night it was really good you guys have to try it. i've been told that you have to try it you have to try it. like i literally have to try it i have to go to this restaurant they're gonna like track me and if i don't go i'm gonna be put in jail like they're gonna find me if i don't go to this no no, your it's, life depends on it. Exactly. Man. You've no. Got to go try this. Yeah, you don't have to. Just always put that in the back of your head. You don't have to. It's because you want to. You understand, and you're making the conscious decision, and you're owning it. On that note, um, I think there's also one other reason to avoid eating out before mm-hmm. we head into the tips, and it's not necessarily a talk down or you know demean fast food or anything like that because it's again you know if you want it by all means go for it but this is more of something to consider when it comes to fast food and it's the same thing to consider when it comes to highly processed foods like doritos cheetos anything like that Mm -hmm. onions and, and that is that these foods have been developed to be appetizing so they've been mm-hmm. developed to make us want more mm-hmm. and they've been developed to digest fast you know if you've ever mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. fries from mcdonald's they're delicious fries but if you pay attention they dissolve really fast so that you have room to eat more very very soon and that's the way that they are designed to be because they want us to go there and spend more money and eat more of their food so again it's not necessarily me saying don't eat there but it is something to that i want out there for people to consider when they go to make that decision that's most definitely what that is about uh, um, is putting that conscious decision is knowing and owning that like that yeah it's places like mcdonald's especially mcdonald's if you've ever watched co-founder they specifically plan every little thing Every little thing that McDonald's does from their marketing to the way they cook, how long they cook their fries, how long or how many pickles they put on something, every little thing is calculated by them. Mm-hmm. It's business. They this is they they want you to eat more. I love McDonald's, guys. I'm not trying to demonize McDonald's. I'm just saying when I go to McDonald's, I know I'm not making the best choice that I could possibly be making and that I may be hungry in a couple hours. Yeah. Actually very soon, a lot sooner than 2 hours and very hungry. So those are like thoughts that we just want to put in your head yeah, before it's, going It's in. just about being aware, mm-hmm. as aware as possible, of the choices you're about to make. That's all. Exactly. If you if you have that awareness and you still decide, you know what, I just want some of those fries, by all means, like I will take you to go get, to go get some fries. Like, mm-hmm. Let's go because I'm going to want some too. Yeah. But just know what you're doing. That's all. Yeah. And one, one thing I always like to um, add is boredom equals calories. Um, random eating. It. So we're not – again, we always talk about these uh, good food, bad foods, and how it's just non-existent. It's how you take it in. I think random eating is what really makes all these quote-unquote bad foods actually bad. Of course, they're high in calorie, but the way we randomly eat it, 
like the the McDonald's fries. It's very easy to eat a basket of McDonald's fries. Very easy. It's easier for someone to eat a basket of uh, McDonald's fries with with a extra ketchup on it or barbecue sauce, whatever the sweet and sour, whatever sauce you use. If you don't use sauce, it's very easy to go through that, get all those calories in, than it is for someone to drink two glasses of water. If you told them, hey, drink these two glasses of water. Do you need to hydrate? You're gonna have better skin. You're gonna have you know better uh, blood flow. Everything. Drink these two glasses of water. Like, no, I don't like the taste though. I don't really like the taste, but it's like, eat these few hundred uh, calories just randomly without even thinking. It's it's easy to do. It's it's it, it kind of sucks that life's like that, but those are why we put those conscious thoughts. Cause I can eat I can eat McDonald's fries really easy. I can go down, and then um, you look at them on the nutrition calculator. Whew, you know, they add up very fast. Very very they, fast. They add up fast, and it's like, man, I can eat another setting a uh, setting of those. I can eat two more hamburgers after that. They did not fill me up. So I think that said, let's jump in. We can start talking about tips for how to get around in other restaurants when we are dining out. When we've decided, you know what? I understand what you're saying, Coach Tony. I understand what you're saying, Coach Willie. I still just want to go get some Taco Bell. I want to go to McDonald's anyway. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. This is the part where you listen in. We'll help guide you through all of those situations as successfully uh, as possible. Want to kick us off, Will? Yeah, I can't believe, man. You just got to listen to this, and it's like free good information right here. Yeah. Uh, so what I wanted to start off with is today I was, you know, I was doing a lot of Google. And like, so one thing I want to let everyone uh, aware of is one thing that I wasn't personally aware of, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a trainer, I'm a coach, you know, is that how readily available all these nutrition facts are. Um, so I, I knew that they were there, but I didn't know that their websites went to this extreme, uh, of really trying to be conscious for you. They do a lot of the thinking for you. And that's if you, you know, depending on what, what your goals are, what your, your lifestyle is, because they do even have, uh, some vegetarian, uh, options, but going to Taco Bell real quick before I ramble too much on, um, of course, celebrating, uh, Mexican pizza day. Um, I went to the Taco Bell menu first. And when I went there, I found this actual article that they produced and they, they have, um, uh, this thing, how to eat Taco Bell when you're counting calories. Now it's not necessarily counting calories, but I found this interesting. Uh, they have this thing called fresco style. Now, when you walk in there, you can, you can, I guess you can ask fresco style. I haven't tried this, but what they do is they substitute something like sour cream or mayo based sauces with, with tomatoes. Um, so it takes, um, it, it doesn't have what the original um, burrito supreme was here, but it has it at 340 calories. Their country taco is, is 140 calories. Um, that's the fresco style. So I thought that was a, um, a good way to kick this off and just let you know, um, how much it actually reduces just making little choices like, um, um, opting for no, um, sour cream. Yeah, I'm just trying to pull up. It's trying to get me to order, but um, the thing is, is they heard you, you wanted one of those Mexican pizzas. They're trying to get uh, you. Yeah, uh, they're like, we heard you talk. Lead. Like we heard you talk about Mexican pizza. You want this? You don't want a fresco style taco? No, but my point was, is let's see. Um, I don't want to say taper, but like, say if you do want to cut, like, well, I want to have this, but it is a lot of calories. I always say, well, what calories can you go completely without? That's where I like to start. You know, if if you don't like sour cream, I mean. I like sour cream, but if I'm looking to cut a hundred calories out of my meal, I can start right there. It doesn't have much flavor. It might not add to the meal as much and you might eat that and you know, you might gain a bunch of 
extra calories that you just didn't want. So there's a good way to start. For me, I just like starting out with little choices like that. What do you think, Coach? I think that's a great way, especially if you are going to places like a Taco Bell or anything like that where a lot of the food is mixed together. Mm -hmm. Figuring out you know what small things you can cut out to get some calorie benefit could be the best way to go. I also think that there's some value in knowing which restaurants to go to or just knowing when you go to a specific restaurant, you know, these are the types of things to steer towards. So for example, you know, if you go to Chipotle, if you're a huge fan of them, like I am, Mm -hmm. if you are looking to cut calories right off the bat, you can just opt for their bowl option. So it Mm -hmm. cuts off the tortilla. There's a couple hundred calories gone right there and it's still super filling. It's still super delicious. And really you don't end up, you really don't end up missing the tortilla all that much. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are, going to a place like a Taco Bell where, you know, everything's basically put together in, in a form of a sandwich or anything like that, yeah, then yeah, you know, cutting out sauces, cutting out things like that are going to give you the best bang for your buck because usually that's where all your creams are. That's where dairy tends to hide out and sneak in some extra calories. Sugar is going to be hiding around there as well. And that's usually a best the best route to go with things like that. I also wanted to talk about going to, you know, full service restaurants. So, you know, places like your Olive Gardens, Chili's, mm-hmm. Applebee's, any other restaurant that, you know, where you go, you sit down, you have this menu of things, they all look delicious and talk up talking about how to navigate time there, how to figure out how to set yourself up for success there. The challenge with a lot of those places is similar to what you talked about with, you know, McDonald's and uh, you know, Taco Bell, places like that, where they make their calorie information pretty readily available. That tends to become less common once you start moving up the, for lack of a better word, up the chain of restaurants. Mm-hmm. And especially if you go to local restaurants, mm-hmm. you're very unlikely to find calorie and, and macro information there. So I wanted to focus on how to navigate those situations, mm-hmm. which can also be useful because when you are at someone's house, you typically also don't have the calories. So it's Most a little definitely. more applicable there. And, you know, so I've got some steps lined out for how to make your way through those restaurants and how to make your way through, you know, a party at a friend's house and how to make the most of those situations. What do you think about that, coach? I think it's great. Yeah. Um, I remember, um, I forget um, we gotten, we're on episode nine. My memory doesn't play me so right, but I remember on an episode, um, actually it was, um, um, measuring without the, t- um, traditional scale and it was talking about measuring our food with the old hand technique. So that's one thing I was going to bring up too while we were going on with this. So I'm all ears for you, coach. Yeah. So, you know, very similar. If you, if you haven't heard that before, head back to the past episodes where we talk about that, that hand portioning method, which can be super useful in just about any situation, unless you happen to forget your hands for whatever reason, (laughs) which then you probably have bigger problems to worry about than how much protein you're about to eat. So in that case, don't worry about it. But if you are, you know, so as an example, let's say we are going to a a steakhouse, right? Mm -hmm. And typically, if you go into a steakhouse, you're getting a steak. This isn't going to be, you know, a rolling advertisement for, well, you shouldn't have steak. If you're going out, you should have chicken. You should have dry veggies. You should have steamed broccoli and all that. This is not where we're going to go right Mm -hmm. here. This is going to be talking about how you can go to a steakhouse, have steak, enjoy the steak, and still feel successful without worrying about setting yourself back, right? Mm-hmm. So 
when we're going to our steakhouse, you order your steak. Usually it's coming with one or two sides, right? So you order the sides you want, you order the steak you want, you order it how you want it, medium rare, typically for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from there you just wait. You wait for the steak to come out. The plate comes out 10, 15, 20 minutes later, depending on how busy the kitchen is. So you have the plate. It looks amazing. You're ready to go. This is where one of my favorite analogies comes into play, which is GPS, right? Mm-hmm. I love using GPS as an example because it helps paint my point in a lot of situations. If I were to tell you, Coach Willie, go to Los Angeles, how would you go to Los Angeles? Mm, well, I definitely wouldn't walk. Right. You so. know you know that we're not going to walk. We're mm-hmm. probably going to fly. So we mm-hmm. know how to get to the airport. We know how to buy a ticket. We know that we can't take big bottles of liquids through security because they're going to have an aneurysm over that Mm -hmm. we we know how to get to los angeles right well Mm -hmm. the thing is when we get this plate of food i think we might be more successful if we knew how to attack it the same way right if we knew at least in the back of our head cool let's do this to make this successful so the first step in this adventure of this juicy steak that's looking in front of us is start with the protein start with the steak First off, it's the centerpiece of the dish. That's why you're at this particular restaurant because they have mm-hmm. good steak. So just start with the steak. Eat the entire steak first. Don't have a bite of the steak, then jump to the potatoes and jump to the veggies and mix it all together. Go straight to the steak and focus on that first until it's gone. The reason I say that is one, the steak is gonna be what actually keeps you feeling full the longest mm-hmm. because it's protein, it's got a little bit of fat, that's gonna slow down digestion, it's gonna keep you feeling full longer. And on top of that, it's typically going to take us a little bit longer to eat. So our mind is going to catch up with our stomach, letting us know that, hey, we are eating. We're getting close to being full. The third reason and really most important is proteins, fats are both essential nutrients for our body. So this Mm -hmm. is where we get a little more sciencey, meaning our bodies can't make some of the amino acids that are in protein, just like our bodies can't make some of the fatty acids that we get from food. So the only place we can get them is from our diet. Carbs are not technically necessary. They're more for like enhancing and and fueling activity and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Dealing with stress, all that sort of thing. So we can get by without, but without protein, without fats, that's when our bodies really start falling apart. They start falling behind when it comes to repairing. So we focus on that steak first, you enjoy it you know this is why we're not going to a steakhouse and getting boiled unseasoned chicken we're right. at a steakhouse we're getting a ribeye we're getting a sirloin a big sirloin enjoy that sirloin however or whatever cut of steak you want right from there if you opted to get veggies which if you are specifically you know trying to lose weight i would suggest veggies but again if you just don't want them by all means you don't uh, you know nobody's going to force you to get veggies but if you do get veggies focus on veggies next similar to the steak because they are closer to being you know that whole natural food it's typically not going to be very processed they bring us a lot of fiber they bring us a lot of vitamins which again just like the fats and the proteins our bodies typically can't make on their own so we're really just supporting the body at this point of the game right we're giving it everything it needs to rebuild we're giving it everything it needs to run all the processes that it's going to run without us knowing about it to keep us alive and healthy we're supplying all that once we're done with the veggies, now we can move on and we can do our potatoes. If we've got room, we can now do dessert. We can do all those things. Again, just following kind of that that GPS map, right? Mm-hmm. Go protein, go veggies, finish it up with carbs. If you've still got room for dessert, knock yourself out. Go for it, right? 
So again, we're not talking here how to cut foods out. We're talking, this is how you can make all your foods work. This mm-hmm. is probably, you know, this will be the best path to get the most result out of still enjoying everything that you want to go for. So um, the other thing when you are at a restaurant, something to keep in mind is when you have the meal in front of you, you want to, as much as possible, you want to avoid drinking while you're eating. And there's, you know, that, that Ayurvedic thought that, you know, liquids can di- can dilute digestive juices and, and all of that. That's not necessarily what this is about. But this is because, I say this because when you drink, especially if you, you know, take a bite of food and you take a sip of water, typically that water is going to make it easier for you to swallow the food. So you're not spending as much time chewing. And so when we spend less time chewing, it now makes it easier for us to overeat because now we are eating faster than our minds can keep up. Mm-hmm. If you take out water or you take out the soda or the wine, whatever it is you're drinking, and you just save it for either before or after the meal. So before that first bite, go crazy. After the last bite, go crazy. But as much as possible, again, unless you're choking and you need the water, you need something to help clear your throat, minimize the amount of liquid that you're drinking just because then it makes you have to chew your food more, which then one, helps you get more nutrition out of the food. And then two, it naturally slows you down. Uh, What do you think about that, Coach? Anything else to add there? So I like that you mentioned the process. And even if like it, it's very simple to follow. And I really I'm I'm all for it. You know, the protein is what's going to make you feel satiated. It's going to make you feel like you don't like say if you if you eat your French fries first, you're going to want more French fries, you know, the French fries just go and they're they they're 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 gone. And then you're more hungry after those. Um, I like that you brought up a process in general. I like your process um, because it, it does help. Um, if you're listening to that and you're like, oh, well, that's that's too daunting. I don't want to eat my steak first. But listen to this. Um, we like bringing up the process. I remember uh, also Coach uh, brought up, uh, you know, instead of uh, saying knowing that the plane takes off, he knows that there is a process to the plane taking off. You know, you have to get started. The wheels start. Ha- the wheels have to start. You have to start the engine. Yeah. Yeah. You have to turn the thing on. So we all, we all like flying to different places. Yeah. None of us likes going through security, mm-hmm. but we all have to do it in order to get on the plane. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to drive. Yeah. Coast but, to coast, which you can. Well, and there still is a process. You don't just get in a car and end up there. There's you have to get up, load this, load. And the reason why I meant uh, mentioned this is because there is a process to the whole eating. Now, I think when we mention something like mindlessly eating, uh, people say, yeah, yeah, mindlessly eating. It's like saying something like watch what you eat. Yeah, I could say watch what you eat. But if you don't know the process of watching what you eat, you're not going to do it. You're just going to look at your food. I'm looking at uh, coaches, uh, mandarins right here. And you're just going to look at it and then eat it. Like people, I hear that mockingly thing. Oh, I'm watching it go in my mouth. Yeah. You know, there's a process. So when you sit down at that table, there's a process that's completely starting. It's that mindless eating. It's that grabbing for that roll. It's, uh, it's appetizers. Now, whoever thought of pre-gaming eating with eating is a genius, first off. But also, it doesn't work in this case. Like, you know, sometimes appetizers come and they come in. The, if you're um, Hispanic and uh, here in New Mexico, we have chips and salsa brought to our, um, our tables, um, sometimes uh, complimentary and like just like bread. And which salsa isn't necessarily bad for you. The amount of chips you can go through while eating these cho- uh, these things, these these chips and salsas. Also, um, I like to put honey on my my 
um, tortilla chips. So there's those little processes that you just don't catch yourself doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even before that plate comes to you. Like um, you, you mentioned um, you go to your steak, uh, your steakhouse. It's Friday night, graduation season. Everyone went and watched a movie. Everybody's out with their family, including you. Uh, it waits a little bit longer when to get your food. You know, that's good for them because you're drinking soda, you're eating bread, you're, you know, you're getting really hungry. And if you're drinking alcohol, you're getting especially hungry um, because you're getting a dry, um, you know, not not necessarily a dry mouth, but you, you get those, those little habits of, uh, of snacking. And then now you're, you know, you make worse choices when you're drinking alcohol. Yeah. Um, so there's this little process that's going on, you know, so say it didn't take 10 to 15 minutes. It took 20 minutes to get your food. You're drinking two sodas, ate two baskets of uh, chips and salsa. You haven't even eaten your meal, and you've already consumed almost a daily's worth of calories right then and there. Right. You know? um, and then even downstream, this is this is also where the path I laid out helps you downstream. So this helps mm-hmm. you after the restaurant too because when you are at a busy restaurant and they've brought you your third basket of chips or your third basket of bread for the table and mm-hmm. everybody's gone through that, well, now you're at least half full and you're half full of bread or you're half full of chips with honey or salsa or anything else. Mm-hmm. So you eat a little bit of your of your food. You, If you're like most people, you have the intention, you get the to-go box, you take it for later, you get up, you get to the car, you get home, you realize you left it at the restaurant. So now that's gone. But because you, you, know, you loaded up on bread and, and chips before you got your meal and all that digests really fast, now you're hungry again two hours later mm-hmm. because you didn't have very much of anything that was protein based because mm-hmm. you were having the bread because that's what was in front of you while you were waiting for lunch or while you were waiting for dinner. Mm-hmm. So if you, and again, this isn't saying skip the bread, skip the chips. It's you can have them, but move them to, you know, that after veggie portion, move mm-hmm. them to right around where the carbs are. That's where you can have your rolls. That's where you can have your bread. That's mm-hmm. where you can have your chips, all that. After you've got your protein checked off, your veggies checked off. If you went with, uh, veggies if not then you basically go protein straight to carbs mm-hmm. but again it's focusing on having that protein first mm-hmm. so that you stay full longer and that's how it helps you out for the rest of the day and potentially even into the next day depending on when you have this meal oh perfect point um because that's exactly and i, I think maybe that was the, the the purpose of appetizers you know initially before like the the, the mozzarella sticks and the the, the loaded egg rolls and all that special stuff. I think it was something to, to actually make you feel more hungry while they were taking their time preparing your food. And um, so you, you get this bread, you eat, and then boom. it's an I, I, For me, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I always lead to it's marketing. You know, there's a reason why they put pretzels on a on a bar uh, on a bar top. You know, you're going to sit there, eat pretzels, eat peanuts. You're going to get more thirsty. You're going to buy more beer. Um, I think, you know, sometimes you're eating breadsticks, you know, that, that bread, yeah, it's good. You're going to be more hungry. Um, you buy that big $15 meal. It's, you can't finish it. You take it home. You're going to finish that at home. I mean, and then it, it just, it leads on more than, than what you actually see, what your, your behavior is in that minute, uh, that moment. Like, okay. Yeah. I just had a breadstick. Yeah. I just had this, but Okay, you don't like like coach said, you don't realize having that bread before it's going to fill you up in that one moment before you get to your protein. So you're not going to eat much protein. And then that's why, you know, come an hour, 
two hours later, you're dying of hunger or you want something sweet. That's what my problem is. And I always wondered why. I always felt like why after a while I feel like I, I need something sweet. That's because I was like I was not satiating myself with protein and filling myself up. So by the time that came, I started craving carbs. You know, my body's like, OK, right. you eat carbs right when you're hungry. Right. That's what we do when you're starving. You eat you a bunch the, of bread. You go to the restaurant. You get the chips. You yeah, get the bread. Let's yeah. just do some more of that. Yeah, that, 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 that helps. That tastes good and all that stuff. That, that That's great for me. Does it work for you? And, of course, me in my head's going to be like, yeah, it works for me. It's easy. Just open this package. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's when you go through. Um, I think they always say, like, uh, after you eat Chinese food, um, you're going to be hungry an hour later. Right. Um, I'm not saying that the Chinese did that for marketing. I'm just saying because of all that rice and yeah. all that stuff that you consume. Mm-hmm. um, uh, I get low main and it's a bunch of noodles with very little pork, very little beef in it. And I would like to kind of switch that around a little and not say, okay, I'm not going to eat Chinese food because I'm hungry a little bit. I want to figure out why I'm hungry after I eat Chinese food and then attack it differently. Yeah. Um, I like one thing I love about our podcast coach is the fact that we're not like, oh yeah, go cut out carbs. You need to go cut out carbs. Oh, you need to do this. We tell you that there's a process, but then we walk you through this simple process. Um, just like being aware of what you're eating. I think this is going to be more beneficial rather than um, what I kept going back to in the last episode saying we have this all or nothing mentality. Well, I can't have exactly all of what I want at the, the restaurant, so I'm not going to go at all. I'm going to go and have a, a chicken salad. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I had a friend one time. This was years and years ago. We went to Chili's. I ordered the steak or whatever, you know, big plate they have there. And he ordered the chicken salad. He he ordered the grilled chicken salad. And I was like, why'd you get the grilled chicken salad? We're at Chili's. Like, come on. like right, Nobody comes here for the grilled chicken yeah, salad. Yeah, why'd you like, I bet the, the, the cook's back there is looking at it like, and he's like, well, I'm on a diet. I was like, well, I mean, it's good and all. But, you know, also I think what we're so programmed to do, you mentioned taking uh, leftovers home. Um, I think we think we need to finish all that food. You know, if, if it gets taken away and they throw it, they either we're losing money or we're wasting food. None of us like doing that. No one likes to just waste money. No one likes to waste food. But here's here's my proposition for you. I, I did ask that question on my social media about or what was more wasteful, throwing food away or forcing yourself to eat it. Now, both of them are wasteful, in my opinion. Um, you you should never force yourself to eat something, especially that's why I started with. You should never force yourself some, to eat something you don't want to eat. I mean, of course, you want to eat your leftovers. Of course, you want to eat what's left on the plate. It's good. It's delicious. That's why you bought it. Um, and throwing it away, of course, that's a waste. But there's alternatives. There's saving it for another meal when you can, you know, you portion it right. You get that, that steak, potato, and veggies. Instead of eating a bunch of something or another, you can actually portion it and um, you know say, okay, maybe I might take some of this later and then eat the steak, eat the vegetables, and then eat your your carbs, and then take what's left and you know either do a second round around, go back to the protein and go back around, or you could say I'm I'm full, I can save this for later and yeah. go back and eat my protein, uh, vegetables and carbs. Another thing is if you have dogs. I, this was one of the perfect answer and I was like, oh man, this is a loophole to this question is they're like, yeah, oh, no, usually when I'm done eating, I just give it to the dogs because uh, the person I know them personally and they have a pack of dogs and, <laughs> and as a former vet tech, veterinarian technician, I suggest not feeding your, your animals table food, but if it makes you feel better 
and it makes everyone feel better about not wasting food. It makes you feel better about your diet and your nutrition. I say let them have at it. You also got to be conscious of their weight and their eating habits as well. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that it, that's all fantastic, right? That's all great stuff to go with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we covered how to handle your more traditional dishes where, you know, you've got your steak on one part of the plate, you got veggies, you got another side, some sort of potato, something like that. And it's all, you know, in different parts of the plate. So obviously this works differently if the meal is more a mixed plate type of meal, right? So something like a pasta dish, something like a lasagna, anything like that. So it's going to work a little differently for those. And it's actually going to be a lot more simple for anything like that. So if you're going somewhere like an Italian restaurant or someplace where they have pasta, sometimes we get lucky. The protein is sliced up and it's put right on top of the pasta, Mm -hmm. in which case it's laid out right there for us, right? Go do the protein first and then you can have the pasta underneath. And again, just goes until you're until you're mostly full done. If it's something that's more of a blend like a lasagna or a casserole, anything like that, where everything is already mixed together and it's layered, I'm not going to tell you to, you know, cut into it, break everything apart, dig out all the meat, have the protein (laughs) first, then find the veggies, dig those out, have those next and then finish with the noodles. Like at that point, if you want a lasagna, that's what you went with. It comes out. Everything's together. Knock yourself out. Just enjoy it. Like lasagna. This isn't about restructuring in a way that it's making so much extra work for you that now you don't even enjoy the food because you've broken it up apart from what it was supposed to be like if you're going someplace you want lasagna or something where everything's already mixed together by all means just enjoy it the way it is and that's the same for something like a burger right because obviously the burger is going to be in between two buns Mm -hmm. so i'm not saying get rid of the bun slice up the meat eat it separately then go eat the veggies that are on the burger separately. Lastly, eat the bun and then the fries. I'm not saying anything like that. Like you're going out for a burger. You want a very specific experience. You want the burger. Just enjoy the burger. I will say eat the entire burger before your fries because that's something that we can do reasonably, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you deconstruct this this food that was put together in a very specific way. So you get to the point where you're at a lasagna. You're getting a burger. At that point, just enjoy the food. That's really what it's about at the end of the day is, is figuring out ways to enjoy the food and still maintain, you know, enjoy the food and still maintain progress and still maintain that feeling of success. Like we're still using that and, and making progress towards our goals. I definitely agree. Um, if you do go to a, or if you are in a situation where it's just just eat the food, I, I feel I, I, I explained it like um, this was a nasty little habit of mine. I would eat healthy, eat healthy, and then when I ate something quote unquote bad, I'd feel so guilty about it. I'd go and hide, or I'd eat it kind of quick to, you know, to try to avoid the guilt. I guess it was from it. And uh, we've mentioned several times that just own the decision. If you got to this point, the lasagna is in front of you. Own it. You know, enjoy the lasagna. If it's that, and you, the 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 point I'm trying to make is. It's more stressful. It, it causes more stress, and the stress causes more backlash on your your journey than if it would be just to eat the extra few hundred calories or eat it in an extra sense. Of, or if you're not able to eat it exactly or to the exact macros that you're used to eating, um, your body adapts. Yeah, you you're you're gonna be fine. You're you're gonna make it through it. It's, it's it really is not worth the guilt. 
It's not worth the stress that you put your body on. If you're there, if you're at a family gathering, they put uh, the, you know, Auntie May's favorite casserole. It's right there in front of you, and you're like, man, I really need to count Shepherd's my macros. Shepherd's pie or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I got to count my macros. Ugh. Just no. enjoy it and know that since you're generally on track most of the rest of the time, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Like, yeah. One meal's not going to derail everything you've already put your work into. If you're going to commit the crime, commit to it. You know, I'm just kidding. There's no crime. But no, it, enjoy it. You know, um, if, if you're already feeling like, you know, like that, that little bit of stress, that little bit of guilt that, okay, this is throwing me off my, my plan a little. I'd say just enjoy every bite. Like th- there's nothing you can do at, at this point. I'm not saying like, oh, there's someone holding your gun there. Just enjoy it. I mean, you really are, can ultimately you have the option to opt out. You yeah. don't have to eat it, but if you want to enjoy it, if you want to choose smaller portions, maybe not get that plate fill in with the extra bread that everyone gets and all the extra sides, get the portion that you know will will fill you up, and 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 look at it like I'm gonna enjoy this. I will enjoy every piece of this. I will get that's the worth I'm gonna get out of it. If I don't get any macro worth out of it, I'm gonna get enjoyment worth for it because because this is delicious. Exactly. Your your physical health, your heart, your 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 lungs. Your, your muscles, your tissues, bones, all of that matters. It really does matter. But your mind, your mental health matters as well. And sometimes eating that, that you know, that family recipe, sometimes going out with friends and having that uh, bowl of ramen, sometimes going to that, that graduation party and sitting down with that delicious barbecue and, and speaking with friends and family you haven't speak, spoken with in a while is more beneficial to your health than you counting those last few grams of fat and pro, um, carbs. Absolutely, and, yeah. I, I, I highly suggest just just owning it, diving into it, and knowing that you will be back on track. That this doesn't mean it's the end. That okay, it's the all or nothing. I, I I ruined my diet by eating this shepherd's pie. I might as well not diet anymore. Yeah, right. yeah. You know exactly. Like back to you know the motorcycle racing. You know the only way that I would have failed at racing motorcycles on Saturday was if I had stopped. Mm-hmm. So that's the exact same thing here. As long as you keep going. You know, you can have that. You can have that cake. You can have the cookies. You can have whatever it is at the graduation party. Mm-hmm. And as long as you just get back on track the next meal or the next time, you're fine. You're mm-hmm. gonna be okay. Like you don't have to worry about completely abandoning all your progress because you you went off track for this one meal or you had this one thing that you feel like you weren't supposed to. Like it's okay. Yeah. Just get back on track the next time, and you'll be aces. That's all you have to worry about. Just get back on track, and you'll be fine. Yeah, like this this whole body image um, health issue is what really has made it seem, I think, what uh, having a bad meal. Like um, I'm against calling things cheat meals because, you know, you're still living life. It's a cheat meal, let's say, if you're Olympia. You're not competing to be the best bodybuilder in the world. Right. You really are not. And even if you are, even if you're listening to this podcast and you're, you're thinking, Coach Willie, I am going to be in, in Olympia. No, you're not. I'm sorry. I'm not. If I have a, a, a future uh, Mr. Olympia listening, future Mrs. Olympia listening right now, awesome. Thank you for listening. But I don't think you guys are listening, and that's completely fine. And that's why we talk about you can eat what you want. You're not trying to worry about this 5% body fat, this 10%, 15, even 15% body fat. You're What we're worried about is a healthy, conscious decisions to to have sustainable life to enjoy life if we preach oh enjoy your years it's not about how many years you uh, live but how much you enjoy will we be saying that if we're telling you to 
not eat to have a grilled chicken salad sandwich when everybody's eating a, their favorite lasagna and laughing at you in your face. I, I, I don't see how yeah. that's healthy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, and I think this is, you know, this is one of the things that I have a chip on my shoulder with when it comes to the fitness industry as a whole, which is, you know, we've, we've painted this picture of what quote unquote a healthy body looks like. And mm -hmm. it always looks like, you know, uh, a guy that's jacked or a guy that's super shredded or a woman that has a tiny waist or anything like that. And I think that's, that is so damaging because health and, and the idea of a healthy body is so much more than those two shapes. Like it's such, yeah. it's so much more of a broader range of what is considered, what should be considered a healthy body, but mm -hmm. for whatever reason isn't like, you don't have to have six pack abs to be healthy. And a lot of cases, if you have six pack abs, you're probably not healthy No, because of the things that you have to do to get there and maintain it. And if, you know, we need to take some time and shine a light on the rest of the spectrum of what an actual healthy body can look like because it doesn't have to look jacked. It doesn't have to look ridiculously muscly or veiny or shredded or tiny or anything like that. There's such a thing as being too small and that's mm -hmm. unhealthy too. Mm -hmm. There's that middle area where we need to spend more time and understand that you don't have to look like the person that's in muscle and fitness or, you know, on Instagram or anything like that, or the person that's about to get on, stage for a physique or a bikini competition. You don't have to look like them to be healthy because a lot of times those people aren't healthy when they get there. To that point, like if I, uh, Mark Wahlberg, I'll bring it. I think we brought up the rock and his cheat uh, meals last, last time. Yeah. Um, I'll bring up Mark Wahlberg and his schedule. I mean like that guy, I'm not going to say he has the, the most perfect body, but you know, you see this guy and he, he, he always likes to, he, he never shies away from showing his abs. Never shies away from showing, you know, Mark Wahlberg's body. Any chance he gets, he'll show it. Um, uh, no, is it Mark? Uh, I get those, I get the brothers confused, but I'm thinking of, um, but um, I was looking at his, his training regimen and I was like, dang, I can't even hit that. How would, how would any normal, and I'm, I, well, I'm not, I'm definitely not normal, but anybody who's working a nine to five, uh, eating um, off their salary, eating off, um, you know what money they make eating what what diet they have ever plan to get a body like him doing what they do because him he gets up at four in the morning he does a workout I think it's a shower he he does his, his spiritual stuff he eats he does his other stuff uh, and then I, I was reading his schedule yeah and he has time for fa uh, family and friends and then another workout right it, it, it was insane his whole day is planned out like he has like this strict schedule he follows all the time and that's why he's at where he's at and i mean if you want to do that i'm not trying to i'm not trying to down that like if if i had the ability if i had the drive to do that i would just if, understand that that's what it takes it's that's what it takes and it yeah if i'm not gonna look i'm not gonna look like him if i can't wake up i mean i do wake up at four i do go and exercise i do start my daily regimen i'm not saying i don't but to get to his level, his level of celebrity, his level of fitness, I mean, it's not even fitness, but you know, whatever, whatever he considers, cause he has, he has to maintain a look, his, yeah. his look is money. And, um, for you, your, your look, I can guarantee you right now. And, um, you know, there, there might be some comments that made about what body type you have, but I'm guarantee you right now, your circle, your family, your friends, could care less if you 
were a, a person that looked like you were 300 pounds or a person that looked like you were 150 pounds. What they, what they do care about is your heart beating right, your blood, you know, not having to take you to the hospital, not having to check in on you and make sure you, you're not mobile. Um, those are things that I like to look at as far as fitness, you know, being mobile, me be, having a heart, healthy heart, healthy functioning, as healthy as can be, as I guess I should say. Right. Um, and not look at these people that have these crazy regimens and try to model my program after that. Coach, are you a fan of the show It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you know Mac, right? Oh, Mac yes, O'Hanning? yes. So do you remember, of, I guess it was several seasons ago at this point, where he gained like 50 pounds, mm-hmm. and then like for the next season, it was all gone, and he was jacked, and he was shredded? Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that makes him one of my favorite people, is because he got interviewed about like what he had to do to I get from going with 50 one. pounds overweight to now, you know, the next season, Mac was shredded, and Mac mm-hmm. was not shy about telling everybody around him that he was shredded. He mm-hmm. was creating opportunities to take his shirt off just so he could show off his body, right? Mm-hmm. And so I I looked up the interview on Men's Health, and you know they talk about what he had to do mm-hmm. to lean out. So I'm going to read that. All right. So I like this one. It, the section is on his diet and workout routine, and I'll put a link to this in the, in the uh, description. So anybody wants to go look at the rest of the interview, by all means, go for it. But he says, quote, I'm going to break it down for you because it's actually quite simple and anybody can do this. Anybody on the planet can do this. First things first, if you have a job like a nine to five job, quit that. Do you like food? Forget about that because you're never going to enjoy anything you eat. Alcohol? Sorry, that's out. So what you need to do, you have a chef, right? Like a, like a personal chef? <laughs> make sure the chef makes you a lot of chicken breast and make sure you keep your caloric intake at a certain level. And as you go to your physician's two to three times a week just to monitor all your testosterone levels because testosterone is important to building muscle. You're good friends with the trainer for Magic Mike, right? Aaron Babayan? So you want to give Aaron a call and you want to make sure he's at your house and takes you to the gym at least twice a day because you're going to want to do your muscle building in the morning and then your cardio in the afternoon. Now, do you have a family, like a significant other or kids? Yeah, forget about them. You're not going to have time to deal with them. So that's really all you have to do and make sure that you have a studio pay for the entire thing because it could become exponentially expensive. So I think if you just do all those things, then you too can have an absolutely unrealistic body type such as me. End quote. <laughs> I, I love it. I've heard that before. I love, I love Max Carrier. I love, and it, it feeds into it perfect. Cause I mean, I want everyone to read that. Yeah. Like yeah. I want every. I hope everyone listening and said, you know, had a little chuckle, but actually took away that. And if you if you difficult. follow the link that's in the description, you you'll see what we were talking about with when he gained weight versus when he lost the weight. Mm-hmm. And this was, I think, over six months mm-hmm. that he lost fifty pounds. So you can see the before, the after, and you can see that quote that I just read there too. And you know, that's the again, you know, it's the hidden side of all these Hollywood transformations we see. Like we don't see, you know, that studios are paying for chefs and they're paying for gym memberships and the best trainers in the business to basically do everything that Rob was talking about in this quote. I saw. I, I don't know what the actor is, and I'm so sorry, guys. I don't watch much uh, movies or TV. Um, but it was about a new. Um, it was an actor training for. Um, he he was a vampire in the last one, but he, he he's, it's it's some kind of mythological. Um, it's a fantasy uh, type flick, and wh- what they were saying is he he looked like an average guy, you know, had an average body build, um, wasn't skinny, wasn't fat, just you know looked like a guy. 
and they, they showed how his transformation and um, and him going from looking like this guy and this normal off the street guy to looking like this sword wielding you know um, I think I for, I honestly forgot where it was from but his they, they, they showed his before and they his after and they were like going over like oh what he did for this and um, he had I guess he, he put a video and he's like yeah I just all I did was work out at home all I, you know and then I did and he made it seem simple and it was simple like the way it was like laid out and everything but he had a bench in his 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 mansion he had dumbbells he had a personal trainer go in there and help him he didn't have much equipment to work with but what he had to work with he had a professional helping right. him with which you know i always like to debunk the myths that it's this program that program you you can do uh, you know me guys i love air squats I can get you in shape just doing air squats and body movements. So, I mean, but he had somebody right then and there with him. He, they went over through his, his and they, they try to make it sound hard. They were like, oh, but then he has to go and, and record or, and film all day. And he has to, he has to travel and he has to do this, which, yeah, but they didn't mention the, the, the six months leading up to it. He had specific trainers for uh, specifically building his shoulders for swinging a sword. He was, I mean, he had a, a regimen uh, laid out for him and his training. You know, he didn't just wake up one day and say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and get him shape for this part. Like, yeah. like you said, no, they, they, they put this process on. They had him uh, swinging one of the uh, weighted mallets over his head right? Um, in a circular motion to work his shoulders so it looked like he, he swung. So, I mean, it was more if he was molded. They took this guy and they're like, okay, we're going to, so, and then the question was, was, did he use uh, performance enhancers? And I mean, that's his business, you know, whatever. If he did, he did. He had, you know, but that's another thing they never mentioned about these, you know, is like um, the enhancements and the, 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 the access that these guys may have to it. The, right. the, the supplements, quote unquote, <laughs> that these guys might be doing. Cause all I got to say is, um, H, uh, you know, HGH does a lot for old Sly, so. Yeah, definitely. Well, what else you got for him this week, Coach? I think I'm done on this side. I just, you know, I just want everyone to just go out and enjoy and not be too uh, too stuck on their body image and just enjoy that food. Yeah, you know? it's summer. It's barbecue season. Go out, enjoy the barbecues, enjoy the hamburgers, the hot dogs, the steaks, all that stuff. Yeah. Where can people Where can people find us, Willie? So my personal page, you can find me at Risen One Brand um, on both uh, on both uh, Facebook and Instagram. It's a Risen One. And you can also hit me up on my personal page, uh, Willie Otero. Um, where can we find you, Coach? So you can find me on Instagram and on TikTok at Tony Davis Coaching. You can find me on Facebook. I'm there at Tony Davis. And if you do have a Facebook, you can also find my group. Uh, Coach Willie's in there as well. Mm -hmm. It is the Macros Mindset and Metabolism for Fat Loss Facebook group. We Good are stuff. in there. We're talking about tips, tricks, just like the ones we talk about on this podcast for helping you to manage your weight, lose fat, build muscle, anything like that. Uh, again, I'm in there. Coach Willie's in there. The group is free, so there's no charge for anything in the group as well. So that's where you can find me. Yeah, we're always, always offering... Um you know, support, we're offering tips. I, if, if you guys go and follow us, guaranteed you're going to leave with something. That's that's kind of our mission. Our mission with this podcast 
yeah, um, when I looked, you know, at Coach Tony when we started this, I wanted somebody, I wanted people to be able to walk away with knowing something for free. You know, this kind of be more informative than anything. Uh, that's what our social media is about. Don't forget to follow us at um, Bearded Barbell Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And um, yeah, we're going to have another one of these guys for you next week. So until then, go enjoy your time out with your friends and family without any of that guilt that um, they try to put on you. Let us know uh, what your, yeah, actually, you know what? We did talk about those social medias. Go to those social medias. Let us know what your go-to, quote-unquote, going out food is. So, like, if you're, if you know, if there's a favorite restaurant or if there's a restaurant that you like that you make healthier, uh, it's easier to make your healthier options, or it's your guilty pleasure, let us know on our social medias. We love to hear from you guys. Don't forget to tune in next week, and uh, we'll have you in a new episode every Monday. Follow us, share us with your friends and family. Until then, be well, guys. We will see you next one. It's next Monday. <laughs>